from Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. For our last episode with Hannah Breckbill of Humble Hands Harvest, we take things back full circle to a core component of her life, how social justice, activism, and farming can support each other. Hear about how Hannah blends her passion for farming with other areas she feels strongly about, from caring for the area immigrant communities to building equity in a local food system for all. Hannah Breckbill has been farming since 2009, when she interned as a CSA manager at World Hunger Relief outside of Waco, Texas. She was part of Land Stewardship Project's Farm Beginnings and Journey Person programs, where she crafted a vision for Humble Hands Harvest. The farm launched in 2013 and is now a worker-owned cooperative farm that raises organic vegetables, grass-fed lamb, and pastured pork. She serves on the board of Northeast Iowa Peace and Justice Center and the Iowa Food Hub, and she hosts an annual Queer Farmer Convergence on her Decorah, Iowa farm. Today we are wrapping up our series with the mighty Hannah Breckbill at her humble hands harvest here in beautiful Tacora, Iowa. And I wanted to end with this last segment talking about, I know something that's an important value to yours, to you, in that, yes, you love the farm, yes, you love growing the carrots, but there's more here, right? Mm-hmm. There's more to agriculture, to community, to your life and living period of this real strong activism value, I'll call it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you see things so much broader than yourself. Mm -hmm. And is that something you grew up with or is it something that came once you connected with farming or? Yeah. Um, So I grew up as a Mennonite um, in Lincoln, Nebraska. So not, not, um, not with a bonnet, but, uh, um, what would you call it? A modern Mennonite kind of the, but that's a real community very committed to yep. social justice, very com- and- very committed to peace and justice um, stuff. And uh, so I grew up thinking that maybe someday I would be a peacemaker in Palestine. And actually, I I kind of went on that track for a little while. I went out went to Palestine. We do Christian, need those folks <laughs> yeah. with Christian peacemaker teams, and well, uh, learned a lot about about kind of worldwide peace and justice issues. And actually, I remember coming back from Palestine, this was when I was in college, and thinking to myself, you know what, like, these Israeli settlements in Palestinian occupied territory are, like, I, I'm not okay with them. But they look really similar to the United States and wow. the way that we are we have occupied indigenous territory right yeah. and so it's not um you don't have to go a world away to see systems that are unjust um and so i so that's kind of 
since since that time of my life, I've definitely focused more inward on where where I am and how am I placed in these systems and how can I shift systems toward justice? Yeah. And, um, and how does farming play into yeah, that? So I, I became a farmer because I wanted to do something real. I wanted to impact people in a tangible way. Um, so it feels like an activist choice, right? I wanted yeah. to do something that, yeah, impacted my community for the better. Um, and, but that also used your other skill sets and interests. You know, there's right. a, that's what I find yeah. really inspiring is there's lots of things people can do to mm-hmm. be activists in various totally. ways. But if you have a propensity and interest in farming, which mm-hmm. in theory, women listening to this are, <laughs> that there's a way to use that for mm-hmm. bigger visions. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so nowadays there's so many kind of contexts that I'm um, involved in in that kind of activism of of trying to trying to create justice in in a kind of local way um, so Decora has a big history with um, immigrant populations because we're so close to postville where there was this big raid in uh, 10 years ago in 2008 oh. uh, we we still as a community are carrying this this feeling of like we want to take care of the people who are here and we don't want um we don't want ice to take them <laughs> yeah um and you know well, break especially up families people who contribute things. to our agricultural system and totally. are not acknowledged much less valued totally and then yeah when i think about that when i think about people contributing to the agricultural system i think about how do we what 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 does just agricultural system look like for the for um all of the people who are in it um and i think about being able to build equity in in a farm um so that's why my worker owned co-op model is is ex- feels like an activist choice feels like an exciting choice to me to be able to to yeah put my literal money where my mouth is you know yeah um so are there other ways I know there's other ways, but I mean what are some examples of ways you've connected your work here in the fields with either the community or on a broader mm-hmm. you're you're involved with a lot of different groups, I know. Yeah. How do you how did you decide what would be the best portal? Because mm-hmm. people there's different things. You know, some mm-hmm. people start farmers markets, some people yeah. uh, you know, work on the justice side and the labor side. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so I'm I'm very much again an idea person. So I like to think about stuff, um, which isn't which sometimes annoys me of, about myself because I am not doing stuff. Um, no, no, <laughs> but no, no, no. but we need the thinkers, one of the but, things that I love. To, yeah, yeah. One of the strengths. things that I love to think about. Um, I'm a queer woman, and my identity as a queer person and as a single queer person in a like rural area um, is. Yeah, sometimes I don't think about it much, but it is actually quite important, uh, an important part of my identity and an, imp- an important part of the why I'm able to be kind of so creative um, with my solutions to land access and all of this stuff is because um, I'm I'm already having to imagine a new path because there Ooh. isn't a way. There That's isn't a, lens a set on the world. way. Yeah, yeah, there isn't a set way for a, a queer woman um, to be. Um in a rural area. Um, and so, um, 
yeah and so i've i've been thinking a lot more about um activism in the lgbtq community and and kind of working on forming an lgbtq community of farmers um so i'm actually going to be hosting a a convergence at this farm um in the fall um pretty soon here um well, broader than decor i mean yeah a gathering yeah so i i know that there are people planning on coming from um yeah, kind of far and wide. Um, we'll we'll see we'll see who all we're able to attract. We only just started advertising, so um, the queer yeah. farmer convergence at Humble Hand Service. Look it up. Um, Fabulous. <laughs> no, you're creating space. Yep, yep, exactly. And that's that's actually literally of, open space. <laughs> I mean, it's an open field, but it's open yep, for ideas. Yep, exactly. And actually, that reminds me of of once I I went through this exercise where. We were told there are a bunch of people and we were in the woods and we were all told to go and and look at something like just go in whatever direction and find something that we were attracted to and think about why why we liked that thing. Hmm. And then we all came back and talked about why we liked that thing that we had found. And then the leader of the discussion told us to say, instead of why you like that thing, say, I like myself because of blah 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 and but the same description but the same description and it was beautiful a beautiful exercise and what i had found in the woods i had walked up to this oak tree that was you know big branching out and i was i wandered around it and i i knew i was interested in it um and i was thinking about why i was interested in it and then i was noticing on the ground all around it how it was creating a space for bunch of other um organisms to live and thrive and it was giving nutrients to those other organisms and uh shelter and all of this stuff and i loved it and then i went back and i talked about this oak tree and how it was creating space for so many other lives and so i've been thinking about that ever since that's when so I've been, you though yeah. that's beautiful <laughs> yeah it's wonderful i'm i'm Everyone should do that exercise sometime. And they should do it when it's a surprise to them that they're going to be talking they didn't, about themselves. Because you didn't know that when yeah. you went out. To, you, you, yeah. But it's what you're naturally attracted to. Totally. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's so what you're doing. <laughs> yep. So, But you see, that's a really interesting point, though, because I, I think for a lot of us, particularly in the organic egg community, we need to navigate between things, between the lines, right? And create mm-hmm. our own mm-hmm. situations. We, we're so used to doing that. But you take that from your activism role, too, in the sense of, like you're saying, with that gathering, that mm-hmm. something doesn't exist, I'm going to create it. Mm-hmm. And you're, I know, tied with different organizations and existing things, too. But sometimes creating things that don't exist and we think they should is a role we can play. And yeah. sometimes better works with our schedule, too, for those who, <laughs> I mean, seriously, can't go to meetings and, you know, right. just right. life happens mm-hmm. around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh when when we're creating things, you know, we need to, um, yeah, we need to kind of be graceful about it and realize that I've I've noticed for me, I need to be graceful about it to to realize that not everyone is ready for this thing that I'm like super raring to go for, um, and so I have to. <laughs> I've I have been to, accused like, of that, yeah. right? I have to kind of ease back and and like figure out how to get what I need and. And even if it's not exactly the way that I thought it was going to be, um, uh, because 
the the easiest way to get things that we need is to figure out how what we need together and and kind of yeah have have a lot of people working on the on the similar things so but they evolve as we go no yeah totally from your story it's an example of how you you start things but you're open to where they go but you still start them mm-hmm. that's where even with all of these issues peace social justice etc mm-hmm. they're so big right and mm-hmm. especially in today's world they're so I was going to say depressing. That's not what I meant. Overwhelming. But do you know what can we do? And you're just a real inspiring example of we can do something, Mm -hmm. bottom line, Mm -hmm. and create it in a way that we can invite others in to do whatever they may do. We can invite others in and we can be open to change. Like I, I am super conscious of being in a very white rural area and I'm white and land justice um, being a big priority of mine, knowing that white privilege and land justice is a huge problem. And, um, and I don't know what to do about it exactly, but I, one of the things that I'm really intentional about creating space for is figuring out how I can, how I can take feedback and figure out how to, how to open more space for, for people who don't have the same privileges that I do. Yeah. Gotta start the dialogue. Well, terrific. And thank you for opening space, literally opening your your for us to <laughs> invade you on your busy July day and for sharing your story. Yeah. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, MOSES. The mission of MOSES is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on MOSES, In Her Boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.